way. Shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 168. Close enough. I'm going to go with 68. I didn't check before the show, obviously. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigan, still no Jared. Jared's on baby duty. Jared had a child last week. And let me say this. Jared, before this baby, he was talking, and I don't expect him to be on the show. I texted him last night, and like, and, and I thought, like, you don't you if you don't want to do the show, don't do the show. Like you, you got a you got a freaking baby. We got Al on deck. We've got other people too. If Al can't do it, we've got other people in the pipeline. But Jared, like before he had this baby, he was kind of sounding like he was down to just do the show. I was like, dude, you've got a child at home. I think he might be going back to work this week too. So like you're gonna get you think that your wife is gonna let you go to work, come home, and immediately just do a podcast with an infant in your house? I thought he went back last week. I thought he went back last week. I think he went back to work this week because they had the baby last week. No, I know. But I think when I talked to him, he told me that he was doing, I think it was like his introduction stuff, like all the like paperwork and all that stuff. Maybe that was it, but I could have sworn he did it. But regardless, obviously happy for Jared, happy for him and Laura and the baby and all that. And he's always missed on here and into the triangle. So he's no, missing. Screw Jared. No, be nice. That's, that's your new, that's your co-host. You be nice, Jared. If you hear this, I'm actually defending you for once and I don't do it often. So Dude, it no, I, I love him. He's, 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 <laughs> I just, I miss him. I want him back on the show. I love having you on the show. You know that, but it's, it's, it's yes. weird not having Jared on the show a couple weeks in a row. Listen, me and Jared, let, me and Jared have been doing radio shows together for 2016, I think. Oh, so it's been a good four something. years now. I've been listen, doing this for a while with him. Listen, I know I know my role. When you call me and I'm available, you're like, hey, you want to do the podcast? I say, sure. Not a problem. When when it, when I don't, I do my podcast, you do your thing, and it's all well and good. Excellent. It's it's just it's just great having a, a nice lineup of guys who can just come in and fill in for us. It is. All right. You want to get into the weekly dump, baby? Let's do some weekly dump. Let's do it. Weekly dump, my favorite story of the week, Yoannis Espinas. Just didn't show up to the Mets game. Typical Mets. Typical Mets. Classic. And especially because, like, Cespedes didn't play last year. And coming back this year, what I was excited seeing him when the Red Sox played the Mets last week. I was very excited to see that. I love Cespedes. And he just decided not – not only did he decide to opt out on the season, which you know my feelings on that. I don't care. Whatever. COVID, it's, it's this crazy thing. If you want to opt out because you fear for your safety – Absolutely, do it. I don't even know if I would play. But Cespedes didn't tell the team, which tells you how bad of a grip the New York Mets have on their players. You think it, I, I really don't think any member of the Boston Red Sox would do that. No, the, the Mets are such a dumpster fire of an organization. You literally have one of your best hitters and probably one of the best players in your whole organization just being like, oh, yeah, I'm out of here. Peace. Bye. And not tell anybody. Yeah, Mets, Mets fans, Mets organization. You got some problems that you really got to figure out. So get on that. Otherwise, you might not have a even a competitive team for the rest of 2020. And you know how much that's, you know, one big reason why that sucks. They expanded the playoff pool this year. I so know. The Mets, the Mets have a chance to go to the playoffs. And now they don't have Cespedes. Yeah, th- that they're not sucks. Making the they're not making the playoffs now. I mean, that's your, that's your best hitter. That's arguably your best hitter behind Pete Alonso. Listen. 
there was a point where I convinced myself, oh, you know what? Expanded playoff pool, the Red Sox could make it. Me too. That's gone. That's out the window. We're going to talk about that in the main part of the show. But mm-hmm. the Red Sox, see you later, pal. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes bought a stake in the Kansas City Royals. Why? I don't know. Because cool. he can. Because he can. I mean, the guy had an insane contract now. But the Kansas City Royals, and I get it, you know, same city, whatever. But the Roy, it's such a boring franchise. If you're a 24-year-old star athlete face of one of the biggest sports leagues in the world, you're going to buy the Kansas City Royals? Like, I like A-Rod. A-Rod's over here trying to buy the Mets. Like, I appreciate that. So, so how do you make the Royals more exciting? You get the Chiefs quarterback, who just won you a Super Bowl and an MVP, and you're like, okay, you're going to buy a piece of the Royals. That's going to attract people. That's like, wow, Patty Mahomes actually cares about not just the Chiefs, but he cares about Kansas City sports. You can't tell me that's not going to draw a little bit of a story. No, it probably will. Another Patriot drops out, Marquise Lee. The Patriots, they just don't have a roster. Marquise Lee, and this one does kind of suck. And like, I mean, the other one sucked. Dante Hightower obviously blows. I mean, blows that he he's leaving. Can't play. So yeah, yeah. I want him. I want him to play. Patrick Chung, that sucks. But Marquise Lee, I mean, the Patriots obviously huge issue last year was they just didn't have a receiving core. And Lee, he he's he's been hurt a lot, but. The thing is, you need a receiver, and he was somebody who could possibly step up and be a major improvement from what they had last year this season. Now, I think Marquise Lee, there's a big loophole controversy going on in the NFL, why the NFL moved up the uh, the date that you have to decide if you're going to opt out to Thursday, because the loophole is if, hey, if you think you're going to get cut, you opt out now, you get that $150,000 paycheck no matter what. If you get cut, you don't get a paycheck. But if you opt out now, you get that $150,000 paycheck. And Marquise Lee is a prototypical New England Patriot training camp example of a guy who could potentially work in your offense. But, I mean, like, let's be honest, there's a really good chance that he got he was going to get cut anyway. Or so he, he been, just got him. He or he could have been like Demarius Thomas. Yes. Yes. No, exactly. He's like Demarius Thomas, the same exact thing. So he decided to opt out. He got that $150,000 paycheck. He, I think he bought into that loophole, which honestly, Marcus Lee, savvy as fuck for doing that. He is. Another guy opts out. Alan Hearns, Miami Dolphins, out. That one is, he's he's another name who, eh. Yeah, it's he's, an, eh. He's, eh. it's like he might have helped the Dolphins. He might have helped a guy like Tua be able to come up with a connection. So that way you can throw to somebody. You know, you have that veteran receiver there. He's had some good years like with the Jaguars. I think he did a little bit with the Cowboys. But other than that, it's like it, it's exactly what you and I just agreed on. It's meh. It's like, who cares? He was somebody who I really thought, too, was going to have a big career. And he I mean, I, I think a lot of people thought that. And he's just petered out. Uh, and he's somebody else too who maybe could be doing that cut thing. I don't I don't know if he would have gotten cut, but it's a good idea. You're making you're still making a good chunk of money just by opting out. Thirteen staff and players test positive for COVID on the St. Louis Cardinals, including catcher Yadier Molina. Tomato goes viral this week because it looks like Larry Bird. We had a tomato go viral on Twitter this week because it looks identical to Larry Bird, which honestly, Al, did you see the picture? Yes, I did. And it was gross how comparable the two were. It was actually. It's Larry Bird. It's Larry Bird. 
It was disgusting. I don't know where that tomato was grown, but that I mean, it it had the exact genes. It should it's probably Larry Bird's childhood home. Did he grow up on a farm? I feel like he grew up on a farm. At yeah. least he grew up near farms. I, yeah. I think yeah, because he was from uh, French Lake, Indiana. I'm pretty sure he was on a farm. I'm he almost is, positive about that. His genes are sprinkled all over that place, and I guarantee that's where that tomato came from. Uh, Gardner Minshew was a was in quarantine for COVID, but told reporters that the virus took one look at him and then ran the other way. He also tested negative, so he was right. <laughs> uh, scumbag. Uh-oh. Astros closer. Osuna. Oh, yeah. He's told that he needs Tommy John surgery, so he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season, but he's looking for a second opinion. Osuna, remember, guys, domestic abuser. Karma. Karma. See you later, pal. Uh, the Celtics start off the NBA restart with a close loss to the Bucks, where Giannis had 27 fouls, and the refs just decided not to get rid of him. Say it with me, Nick. Ante de Compo. Ante Capapa. Yeah, close enough. They lose that game 119-112, and they got a win over the Blazers this weekend, 128-124. The Bruins opened up things in the round-robin tournament on Sunday with a loss to the Philadelphia Flyers 4-1, and the Sox, classic, got swept in the Bronx over the weekend. Did you see that explosion today? Oh, yeah, I did see that. That was crazy. Lebanon? Yeah, Beirut, I think, I'm pretty sure. Beirut, Lebanon. Yep. There's something going on there. That's not fireworks. Did you no. see the size of that explosion? It literally, it started out like probably like this much, and then it literally went to this. It went from zero to 100 really quick. It was a mushroom cloud. And I'm not going to be that idiot on Twitter. I don't know his name. Uh, some Somebody in sports, because I saw a bunch of people say stick to sports. But he was like, it's definitely an atomic bomb. I don't think it was an atomic bomb, per se. But I think it was a little bit more than fireworks. And I'm super Super interested to see where that's going to go. That was the weekly dump. You missed one thing, though. You missed one thing. NBC Sports Boston. Did you see that today? NBC Sports Boston did lay off former guest of the Couch Guy Sports podcast, Abby Chin. Very sad news because Abby, straight up, I mean, no bias from us just because we're Celtics fans. Abby is one of the best in the business with sideline reporting. She is by far one of the best. Sucks to see her lose her job. Also sucks to see Gary Tangway lose his job. Just about to say him, too. Yeah crazy Gary Gary Tangway he takes a lot of heat in Boston because he's a goofball but he's he's great at his job he's he keeps the attention of people I used to love when he was on Kirk and Callahan on EEI I love Gary uh sucks to see these guys lose their lose their jobs and who knows hopefully they can get their jobs back in the future especially Abby because Abby deserves to be the sideline reporter I don't know what the hell they're doing maybe next season they bring her back but it's it sucks. It sucks to see these people lose I, their jobs. I think it's a thing where they said like they can keep somebody on for sixty days if they've been laid off. There was some little loophole that I was reading on the Chad Finn post, but that's that's another story and people can go look that up. Al, who do we yes. love? Uh, I believe we love a company called Manscaped. Manscaped, guys, live sports, they're back, baby. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us. That's me, and that's Al, and Jared Scally. To make sure that your Nuggets are safe as possible when they mat- when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Al, listen. Yes. I've talked about this on every show, and I'm going to keep talking about it. Jared, 
after a few weeks. He's on paternity leave from the podcast. He had a baby. He would not have had that baby. And this is a guarantee. He would not have had that baby, a.k.a. he would not have had sex if it wasn't for Manscaped, if it wasn't for him cleaning things up down there. Guys, the Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology. And listen, Al can back this up because Al's got all. Al has all the products too. Your mm-hmm. snags, guys, they're going to be reduced. They actually just released their shares 2.0 nail kit, definitely shears, not shares, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, which I used this weekend, and it includes slashed tip tweezers, rounded point scissors i didn't even know these things had names fingernail clippers (laughs) and a medium grit nail file which i used for the first time this weekend i don't know what they're supposed to do but i think it worked their perfect package (laughs) 3.0 comes with new and improved lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer performance boxer briefs which i use when i play softball and golf and they're perfect for thick thigh guys like me no chafing and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your ball sticking to your leg. Guys, the Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Listen up. 20% off free shipping. Code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That is COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping with the code couchguy 20 manscapecom That's 20% off with free shipping at manscapecom Using promo code C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y-2-0, couchguy 20 Guys, take your grooming game to the next level. Don't be stupid. Take that grooming game. It's here right now. If you're watching a video, it's here. It's low, and you know it. I know it. Raise it up with Manscaped. Code couchguy 20 manscapecom 20% off with right. free shipping. You'd be an idiot not to take that. So... Take it, guys and gals. It's an, Take it. An incredible deal. It's an incredible deal. Mm-hmm. If you want to look good, get the friggin' tools. It's not that hard. All right. First topic. We touched on this a little bit in the weekly dump, kind of. We got to move on from the Sox season. <laughs> it's, it's over. It's over. We've played. Uh, how many games have they played now? What's Ten. the record now? Three and seven. They are three and seven. They've played ten games. The New York Yankees, on the other hand, are seven and one. The Red Sox are so bad, and it's it's Al. I don't even think it's a joke when I say it's look. It's not a joke. This is the worst Red Sox team I've watched at least in the last ten years, maybe the last twenty. It's it's pretty bad, and especially you got to think about it this way too. We are in a shortened season. We don't need, we don't even have to Thank suffer God. for 160. Yeah, I know. We don't have to suffer for 162 games. It's only 60 games. But we are, if you do the math correctly, it's 16, 17% of the season's gone. And you and I, I think, Quags can agree on this. We're ready to just go watch the Celtics tonight and not even bother with the Red Sox. We're big baseball guys. We love baseball. It's our number one sport. But at the same time, we can't watch a product that looks like it's, at best, a AAA, a AAA team. That's what this and That's like. what it is. They're, they're rolling guys out of that bullpen that I've never heard of before. I've heard of them now. But they're bringing guys out left and right, that especially at the start of the season. And, and, and we, I think we talked about this a little last week. We're huge baseball guys. We pay attention to the Red Sox more than we pay attention to other teams. These guys were bringing people out of the bullpen. And I'm like, who the hell is this? And Heim Bloom sees a guy hit the market, and he's like, 
Five dollars? Sure. I'll take them. I'll see what this guy does. Austin Bryce. Josh Osich. Phillips <laughs> Valdez. Who are these guys? No, but seriously, who the heck are these guys? And why are you not – like Matt Hall, like we heard of him a little bit, but he's another name that a lot of people say, who? Like it's Matt Matt Hall is somebody, yeah. Like if you really pay attention to baseball, like I've heard of him before. I but, have to. Right. But when you're rolling him out on primetime baseball against the New York Yankees and the Bronx, you got a problem. You've got no shot this season. And listen, Red Sox fans. If anybody still believes that this team has a shot, you're lying to yourselves. There's yeah. no way this team has any chance to do anything this year. You look at this offense, and yeah, on paper, you're like, okay, they could probably put up runs, which they did in night one, which was such a friggin' blue balls cock tease. Yeah. Xander Bogarts. I love that man. He's got to stay on this team forever. We said that about Mookie. But I love Xander. I want this guy on my team forever, and we have him contracted for a while. Rafael Devers, love him. Hold on to him. Benny, where are you? You know, people are starting to say that he's overrated. Benny, yeah, oh yeah, a lot well, of people I mean, are starting to chirp. Listen, I, I like Andrew Benatendi, and I don't I want do to piss off one of our very favorites, Couch Guy Sports' own Brianna Pierre. But Andrew Benatendi. What the fuck are we swinging at? And we're at the point now where it's you get into a slump, okay? This is beyond that at this point. This is beyond a slump. He does. He looks like he doesn't. He goes into that 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 batter's box with zero self confidence. Yes. He does not even believe. He has no faith that he's going to get a hit. Not at all. And Brianna, if you watch this, I want you to look at me and I want you to listen to me when I say this. It's not that I don't like Andrew Benintendi, because I do. I love Benintendi. I know he's your boy. Like, we know that. But right now, he's not doing the job, and I think we all can agree on that, and he needs to wake the hell up, plain and simple. Mostly because in, in I think he catches a lot more heat than most players on the team because he's such an, he's such an important piece. If he's not hitting, he's – on paper, again, on paper, he – is a perfect leadoff man. You would think if he could get on base, I'd even settle for a 280 average. If he can get on base for 280 batting average, I'd be okay with that. But right now, so I'm looking back, uh, even on Saturday, no hits. He wasn't in the lineup on Sunday. No hits on Saturday. What about Friday? Friday, Red Sox lose 5-1. to one. Andrew Benintendi was not in the lineup on Friday. By the way, I just saw another name, Christian Vasquez. That guy, we're going to talk about him in a second. That oh, guy's yeah. a different planet right so, now. So Andrew Benintendi, right? And I'm sure you know this. In the four game, or not four games, because they're three and seven. In the seven games they played him before the Yankees series, do you know what Andrew Benintendi was hitting for an average? What? 105. And with that 105, he had two hits. Those two hits, Quags, were a bunt single and a bloop double down the left field line against the Mets. Those are his two hits the whole year. And you're telling he, me... Uh, uh, go ahead. So so here's the thing with Benny, though. We know that he has the talent. So we know that he can do this if he puts it together. But another reason why I think so many people get upset with Benintendi is because we had such high hopes for him when he came up. When he came up, and he made his splash immediately. I mean, you remember that, that catch he made? Uh, was it yep. Tampa Bay? 
or was it Toronto? Yep. Tampa Bay. He, Tampa Bay. Where he slammed the wall, and he 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 dangled over the wall and made that catch. Awesome catch. Built the excitement. The Red Sox. When the Chicago White Sox, this is pre the Chris Sale trade, obviously. Mm-hmm. When the Chicago White Sox were like, give us Andrew Benintendi, the Red Sox were like, fuck you. Exactly. We're keeping Benintendi. Take Yoam Nankata, who looks great. <laughs> who looks awesome. But so, if, you, if you don't get rid of Moncada, then what? who knows what happens with Devers if he can't switch positions. Listen, Moncada looks pretty damn good at second base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at second base. Yeah, don't work. The timelines don't work out there. So Ben and uh, eight games this year, 24 at bats. He's got two hits. He's hitting for a total average of 83. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) You need this guy in, in, we started off this whole segment by saying the season's over, right? You're, you're just watching baseball at this point because you enjoy it, which is honestly very soothing. I love baseball. I'm glad it's back. Who knows if they're going to finish the season? We said this again last week. We need them to make it to August 31st. We got 27 days left. We need them to make it to August 31st. T's and P's, thoughts and prayers. Pray. Pray. Need that so the Red Sox can reset that luxury tax and go out and get guys like Trevor Bauer maybe over the offseason. But regardless, Benny, you need him to wake up, if not this year, next year. You need him to be a leadoff hitter. And we know he's got the talent. We know he can do it. He's in his own head. He's going up there right now. And we've learned this by this point. Athletes, they hear us. Athletes hear, not us specifically, maybe us. Athletes hear the fans. Athletes see the tweets. Athletes see all of it. A lot of them have burner accounts where they specifically look up their names. If if Ben and seeing the slander on the Twitter timeline, that can't help his confidence. Not at all. Not only that. How about not just a leadoff hitter? How about being a serviceable hitter at the MLB le- level? Like, I don't care if he hits leadoff not, yeah, anymore. Not even that at that point. A- at this point, I don't even care if he's a leadoff hitter. Just make it so that way you can be serviceable. Hit hit the Mendoza line for all I care right now. Like, that's that's an improvement. That's a big improvement right now for him. Like, that's what we're aiming for. We're praying to God that Andrew Benintendi can hit at the Mendoza line. For everybody that, that doesn't know, that's 200. One for five. Five at-bats, get me one hit. That's all we're asking for. That's how bad it's much. gotten. Not much. No. no. No, it's not. Anything else you want to hit on with this team? I mean, there's really not much else to talk about. The bullpen sucks. The starting pitching sucks. Nathan Evaldi, love you. Made it, babe. That guy's pitching tonight for him, which he's the only pitcher I look forward to pitching. He looks great. It makes me excited for next season. Yeah. Look, you talk about the starting rotation. Let's look ahead to next season for a second. I was actually going to ask you about that, too. I was going to ask you about that, too. So here's here's one question I have for you that I want to hit on real quick. If Nathan Ivaldi makes a good start tonight, do you look at him in a trade package? Jesus. <laughs> do you? I'm No, I, I was not the one that came up with this. This was elsewhere. I'm not going to give Is the credit. Fiesta? No, it's off the Couch Guy Sports Network. Off the Couch Guy Sports Network. But I like how you went right to him. That is funny. Yeah, because he comes up with mani- maniacal maniac things. Okay, Fee, if you're listening to this or watching this, this is all him. I get none of the blame. But anyways, if Evaldi makes a good start, do you consider trading him? No, because like good. I was saying. Good last, answer. No, yeah, you don't do that. He's a little bit expensive for what he is, but the Red Sox luxury tax resets this offseason, okay? You've got that room now to pay guys, to pay starting pitchers. 
if you get a guy like Trevor Bauer, make him your number two. You've got a fucking damn good. Maybe bring Martin Perez back. Martin Perez, who's a fine number no, five. No, if no, If you bring him no. back on dirt cheap money. No, I got, still wouldn't do it. You've got Chris Sale at the top, whose elbow's finally going to be fixed. It's had to be fixed for the past couple of years, so maybe we'll see a resurgence there. You need Chris Sale to be Chris Sale. Trevor Bauer, hopefully, maybe a number two that you sign. I'm just throwing Trevor Bauer's name out. Erod, love yep. Erod. Nathan Eovaldi, four. And then whoever at five. Throw out an opener. You fix that bullpen this offseason. You don't trade Evaldi. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so here's one more question for you. Do you try to trade Jackie Bradley Jr. at the deadline because his contract's up after this year? <sighs> it's tough. If Mookie, if Mookie was still on the table, yeah. But he's not on the table anymore. Jackie's Jackie has not done enough to command a big enough contract where it's going to make me sick. And he's a good enough outfielder where I like having him there at the number nine spot. And he's done enough things in Boston, like that ALCS Grand Slam, where I would like to see him stay at a reasonable rate. But would you still trade him if you could get a, a reliever or two that could potentially help you long-term for the bullpen? A good reliever. Yes. No, I'm, not, I'm not throwing him out there for like a Matt Barnes. Well, no. Matt, Matt Barnes stinks. I don't care what anybody says. I, I can't stand Matt Barnes anymore. He's most inconsistent guy of all time. Did you honestly think that he was going to hold the lead on Sunday night 7-6? No. Did you honestly go? Okay, good. Because as soon as I saw him, In fairness to him this season, if Chris Sale was out there, I wouldn't have believed that they were going to hold the lead that night. That's fair. But Judge's ball that he hit off Barnes, I still don't think has landed yet. I still think that thing's going. You mean where ESPN came themselves? Uh, uh, no, Matt, Va- Matt Vaskersian. And A-Rod. A-Rod. Okay, A-Rod. Comparing Aaron Judge to Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods is the craziest thing. And I like A-Rod now. I didn't like player A-Rod. I love post-playing career A-Rod. To to put Aaron Judge's name in the same sentence as Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. Stop. Stop. That doesn't make any sense. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. All right. Red Sox, I think we've we've got our point across. They suck. They stink. All right. Celtics and Bruins restart. So the Bruins, I don't let's start with them because it's it's quick. I don't think there's much to say with the Bruins, really. They struggled. They looked flat. They didn't have Tuka in net. Because he had to quarantine for two days. Yep, they had Halak. Stupid. So I'm not necessarily worried. But now that I was, now that I saw what they did to the number four in this round robin, so for people who don't know, the round robin for the Stanley Cup right now, from the Bruins' perspective, one faces four, two faces three in the Eastern Conference, and they're they're battling out to see who's going to be where they're going to be seated one through four, which does suck for the Bruins because they were clearly the best team in the East, not only the East, the entire NHL for the entire NHL season. So if they don't get the number one seed, that sucks. But they honestly, they've got to win the next two games now because they lost to Philly. They have to win the next two games now. But it was a little discouraging because they didn't really look like the same team. But they this this team is so loaded, and they've got such great leadership that I can't imagine they're not going to bounce back from this. It's And it's tough to talk about right now because there's not too much of a sample. But, I mean, they looked like they haven't played in months, Al. 
I know, but it's one game. It's it is what it is. You didn't have your best goaltender in net, and I don't want to hear the Tuka Rask people be like, "Oh, you see, Tuka Rask wasn't in net. You see, he's not elite." It's like, guys, calm down, relax. And by the way, you're playing Tampa Bay tomorrow. Steven Stamkos isn't even going to play, so you big advantage right there for you. One of the best goal scorers in the NHL is not playing against you tomorrow, so that's pretty big. And you're probably going to have Tuka back tomorrow in net, so I don't want to hear it. I'm expecting a Bruins dub tomorrow, and you shouldn't expect anything different. And then if they play bad against Tampa, then we'll have something to talk about. Now, I'll tell you this. Somebody that I have lost faith in a little bit just because he's so immature and such a dope is David Pasternak. Pasternak, more talent more talent in, in his right toe than in my entire body. <laughs> he's an incredible elite goal scorer. He is. He got robbed of some incredible stats this year because the season ended early. But for him to go out and not only be seen out in public when they when the Bruins and the NHL players were supposed to be quarantining, but then to say that he didn't get sick so it doesn't matter, like you're missing the point, man. And for him to say that, like that really irked me, especially when we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know if David Pasternak knows that, but we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. And all the Bruins a professional sports team asked you to do was just to not go dick around. Don't go skating in Malden. Don't go out in public. But he couldn't even do that. So that pissed me off. He lost some valuable time with the team because he had to quarantine once he got back to Canada. It's that bugged me. That irked me. And the Bruins overall, I mean, it because that taste, that bad taste is in my mouth, that makes me wonder if he has what it takes to win a championship. Because as we've seen, even last year, he went missing in the playoffs. Missing. Gone. Ghost. I don't know if this guy has the brain and the balls to win an a, an a Stanley Cup. I don't know. Let, let's see a little bit more of a sample size. Right now, as cliche and as casual of a fan as this sounds, and I'll admit, I'm a casual Bruins fan. I'm not a diehard Bruins fan. But for somebody that watches from the outside and doesn't pay attention every single game, let Pasternak get get his feet under him. Let him get a couple games under him. Let's have him play another playoff series and see what happens. And then if he underperforms again and it takes the Brad Marchands and the Patrice Bergerons to carry the load, then yes, we're going to have a problem. And hopefully to God they win the next two because I would have loved to see them play Toronto or maybe you know Columbus if they snuck into a last seed. I don't want to see them have to play a team like Pittsburgh or Carolina in the first round. It just it doesn't seem it it, it something smells with that. That's all I'm gonna say. I would love to see Toronto again, uh, just because that's an easy first round win. All right, in seven uh, games. In seven games, Celtics. Uh, so game one, they lose against the Bucks, which not entirely their fault. I think that if anything, that game proved was that these Celtics can beat the Bucks in seven. They haven't. And you know why? Because Jason Tatum, you ever heard of him? Dunk. He was trash in the first game. He didn't show up to that first game. And if he didn't show up, and the only way the Bucks won was with the referees holding Giannis by the penis, if that's the only way that they could have won the game, well, then I'm excited to see what the Celtics can do in the playoffs against Giannis and the Bucks, which, I mean, like, I'm assuming you watched the game. Giannis punched Tice in the dick. They yep. called a foul. They reviewed it. They didn't and they even said it wasn't a foul. 
They didn't even call anything on it. That was the worst part about it. But let me ask you this. How did you, honest to God, feel when you saw Ante DeCampo come down the lane, knock over, barrel over Marcus Smart? In that initial moment, didn't you think, okay, offensive charge, Celtics are getting the ball back, tied up. This is looking good. After I saw, because that play came after the Daniel Tice dick punch. Yes. After, because that happened after that play. After that, and I saw that play where he ran over Marcus Smart, I knew they weren't going to call a foul on him. It was very clear that they were keeping him in the game. First game back, you're going to get rid of one of the top stars in the league. They're not going to do that, especially if you can if you let him get away with what the with the things that he did earlier already. There was no way they were calling that a foul. I knew that from the start. I knew that from that initial hit. There was no way they were going to boot him from that game. But it was well, well, gross. It was so obvious. It was, and not only that too, but it just felt like in that game, if the Celtics could have just taken the lead, gotten like a three to five point lead, then you would have been a little more comfortable. But for me, it was every time they kept inching their way back and inching their way back. Keep in mind, they were down 17-2 to two to start the game. So you were battling the whole game. I think three times they came back from double digits to make it within a one-possession game. The fact that in the fourth quarter, you had everything going your way. And then all of a sudden, you get that one call against you. I said to myself, and I watched this game with my family, and I said to them, they're losing this game now because of that, over, because of that overturn of a call. Because everything that was supposed to go their way, and Marcus Smart, we know him as one of the most elite defenders in the NBA, Quags. When you don't get that call against a superstar, you know things aren't going to work out well for you. But yes, agreed. The Celtics can play with Milwaukee. That is with Jason Tatum starting the game 0 for 11 and Kemba Walker on a minutes restriction. And he scored 16 points in 18 minutes. Let's keep let's keep that in perspective for a second. So Right, and... Keep this in mind, too, though, and this worries me. Gordon Hayward's already made it known he's leaving once his kid's born. And then not only is he leaving, this is different circumstances. Once he leaves, he has to quarantine once he comes back. So you're going to be out without Hayward for quite a while. I don't know if you're going to win that series against the Bucks without Gordon Hayward. So that is a major catalyst that you've got to keep an eye out for. My favorite player on the team has been lights out. He took a massive step forward this year. He looked excellent against the Blazers. Jalen yep. Brown. Yep. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum had a great game for game number two. Those two are the faces of the Boston Celtics for years to come. They are, they're, I mean, they're budding superstars. I'm not a guy who's going to call Jason Tatum a superstar yet. I thought we jumped the gun a little bit there before uh I, I thought he was on his way there. I think he was proving that he could potentially be called a superstar next year. People are already calling him a superstar this year. But Jason Tatum will be a superstar. Jalen Brown is showing flashes that he can, too, be a superstar in this league. If not a superstar, he can be close. And what was the one thing coming out of college? I don't know if you would know this, but when he came out of college, because I know you're not a, a, you're a casual fan. I don't know if you paid attention to Jalen Brown. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more of a Celtics fan than a than a. Bruins fan. I'll say that. I pay okay. attention to the Celtics very, uh, pretty close. Yep. So, JB, coming out of college, his concern was shooting. Right. I was I was going to say I was going to say outside shooting like right right around there mid-range. It looks like he fixed that. Uh yeah. Yeah. This Celtics team can do some damage in the playoffs, but and it's only it's only two games so far, but I think they proved in game 1 right away this team can go to the NBA finals. 
And I think there's a very good chance that they do go to the NBA Finals. I think if you want to bet on it, that's a pretty good value pick. I would say hold your horses for a second because you're playing the Heat tonight that a lot of people are sleeping on because the Miami Heat can play. You have Jimmy Butler, Bam, I don't even know how to say his last name, Adiyo, whatever. And the Heat are just that team that are just scrappy. They play an effective 2-3 zone. And then the next game you have, you play the Nets. And ordinarily, no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant, no DeAndre Jordan. Like, ordinarily, you think, okay, that's a cupcake win for the Celtics. Quags, the Nets just beat the Bucks. They just defeated the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it was either today or yesterday as we're recording. I'm not sure. But you can't sleep on the Nets and you can't sleep on the Heat. Now, if you take care of business against the Heat and the Nets— then you're say, Then I say, okay, this team can go to the finals because they've proven they can beat the elite teams in the NBA. Am I calling the Nets absolute elite? No, but they're still a very, very solid NBA team, and they are a playoff caliber Eastern Conference team. No doubt about it. So we record this Tuesday, August 4th. Tonight's game against the Heat, by the time this comes out, we already know the outcome. Tonight's game against the Heat is so big to measuring what this team can do in the postseason. Okay, last topic before we wrap up. We're going to talk about this for like a minute because it's I, – I don't like talking about stuff like this specifically because by the time this episode comes out, this could already be done. Delaney Walker, Patriots showing interest in him. I think that's a good move because, A, they've got over $30 million in cap space now with all these guys opting out. I think if you're going to sign a guy to a big deal, it's got to be Jadavion Clowney at this point. But mm-hmm. picking up a guy like Delaney Walker, who's 35 years old, I believe, he's not going to cost much. He's a veteran, which the offense needs a veteran other than Julian Edelman. Bringing in Delaney Walker, I think, would actually be pretty a pretty good move, especially when you got two up-and-coming, excitable tight end rookies. I mean, you got Ossie Ossie, who a lot of people have a lot of high hopes for. You bring in a veteran like Delaney Walker to maybe mentor him, I think that would be very, very... Um, and then you can use Dalton Keene in like blocking packages too. You can have him be exclusively a blocker, improve the blocking game, especially for the run game. But Delaney Walker, you bring him in for one year. How much do you think honestly he'd be worth? Twenty bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's let's talk realistic, hundred percent realistic for a second. How much would Delaney Walker cost? Maybe two million, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, probably not maybe. much. At the most, five million. Take that chance. For one year, you know Belichick loves to give guys that, you know, either have gotten injured or haven't worked out in another organization. Give them a one-year deal. And then you have Delaney Walker along with the two tight ends, Muhammad Sanu, Julian Edelman, and Kill Harry, Jacoby Myers. Makes that offense a little bit more excited, especially with ooh, Cam Newton. <laughs> I, I had to I had to hold that in. Okay. Cam Newton's going to be electric this season. I hope we watch a game together at some point, and it gets to a point where you can look at me, laugh in my face, and say, you're an idiot, you're dumb, you were wrong. Look at this. And then I can just smirk and nod and say, fine, I was wrong. I hope that happens. I really That's the best do. part about being against your team, because you can always go back to, yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I do. I hope. Listen, I hope Cam Newton's... If he starts, I hope he goes 10 and 6 or 11 and 5, brings the Patriots to the playoffs and makes the postseason exciting. I hope he does it. I really do. But would I be upset if Jared Stidham somehow got a couple starts this year or whatnot? No, I wouldn't. 
We're wrapping up here. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode <laughs> number 168. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigi, and maybe Jared Skelly back next week. Maybe not. Guys, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel where, guys, if you're watching this show right now on the YouTube channel, if you're, I'm pointing at you right now. You go below and you hit that subscribe button. You've already seen the little graphic doohickey pop up where it said the same thing. Go subscribe right now. So our subscribe numbers are, are going up very quickly. And don't forget to check out Brianna Pierce's new show. We're three episodes deep. BSP's Blocked List, hosted by Brianna Peer. If you guys are on Patriots Twitter, you've definitely seen her there before. And follow every other podcast. Listen to every other podcast on the network, including Al's Legends Lingo. We've got the new Chasers podcast. We've got a Bruins podcast coming out very soon, coming out this week. We've got our Celtics podcast, which is the Raptors podcast. We've got a million. So, guys, go to couchcastsports.com, click on that podcast page, and you'll see all of our podcasts right there. And anything else, we've got some more things in the works, but we're going to get more into that in the coming weeks. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigi, and guys, we're going to be back next week for episode number 169. We'll talk to you then, guys. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. See you, guys. Oh, wait, shit. 